What's up, everybody? This is your main man, Tyler, here with the Around the Bases podcast. Here to recap week nine of the college softball season. Looking at uh, conference standings, RPI rankings, the week 10 schedule, and stat leaders. That having been said, let's dive right into the action. Starting last Wednesday. Melissa Guembarda's two-run homer walked it off for Clemson in a 3-2 win in the first game of their doubleheader against Furman at home. Then Millie Thompson threw a no-hitter in the second game in an 8-0 five-inning win in Game 2 for Clemson. Duke crushed uh, UNCG on the road in an 11-1 five-inning win. I thought maybe UNCG would be able to keep it closer. Unfortunately, Duke is just that strong of a team, as we'll find out throughout this episode. Charlotte was able to muster a home victory over North Carolina in a 6-2 victory. Now, that in and of itself, not necessarily super impressive or anything, but it is a win over the in-state rival, basically the big brother to the Charlotte campus. Central Florida won a defensive battle at North Florida to get a good 2-1 solid victory. Alex Starocko's 12 strikeouts lifted Michigan to a 6-1 home victory over Michigan State over rival Michigan State, excuse me. Uh, Southern Miss actually shut down Mississippi State at home to earn a 3-0 win over an SEC team. So kudos to the Golden Eagles for that. That's a huge victory for them over an SEC team. Wichita State wasn't able to complete the comeback in the 7th at home in a 4-1 loss to Oklahoma State. At least this game was a lot closer than the one they played in Stillwater, so... At least this was a closer game, and Wichita State was able to make it a really good game. Well, they were almost able to complete a comeback in the seventh, but ultimately fell short. But Florida State scored two in the tenth to take down Florida in Gainesville in a four to two win. Huge win for Florida State in Gainesville on Florida's field. Florida will have a chance to get the same result at Florida State on Florida State's field uh, in the next couple weeks as we get wind closer to Selection Sunday. But as great as um, Florida State Florida was, McNeese State walking it off in the 13th to take down Louisiana at home in a 6-5 to five victory has to take the cake for the game of the night last Wednesday in the softball world, 100%. I mean, McNeese State, I've mentioned how I very much enjoyed them as a mid-major program, taking down teams, top competition, and not being afraid to play top level teams and that is what makes them successful within their conference and in games like this one and I think that game 
was better than Florida State, Florida, even though it wasn't on national television like that one was, or SEC Network, whatever channel it was on. Um, that game deserves the attention because it was a wonderful game. But that's how it goes. Not a lot of games get the national exposure they should, and that's why I'm part of the reason I do this, so I can shed light on some of the other games that you might not be thinking about or have an eye on. Moving on to Friday, uh, Alex Tarako threw a one-hitter in Michigan's 8-0 five-inning series opening victory at home against Penn State. Southern Miss took the series opener at Charlotte in a 5-4 victory. Perhaps Ohio State wasn't ready for the moment as Northwestern took the series opener on the road in a 12-3 six-inning win. That'll prove to be right later, but we'll get to that. Jocelyn Allo's three homers, four RBIs, led Oklahoma to an 11-0 five-inning win at Texas Tech. Georgia opens their series at home against Tennessee with an 8-2 victory. UConn held off Creighton's furious comeback at home for a series opening 5-4 victory. Georgina Cork threw 14 strikeouts in South Florida's series opening 7-3 victory versus Wichita State at home. So, finally, South Florida was able to produce offense to support Georgina Cork, even though she gave up three runs. Mariah Ramirez threw a 16-strikeout one-hitter in Weber State's 6-0 win over Southern Utah. Weber State, another solid mid-major program that you should be careful and weary of and should definitely be keeping up with. Keely Rochard's 14 strikeouts lifted Virginia Tech to the series opening 6-3 nine-inning win at Florida State. Southeastern Louisiana rode into McNeese, or wherever McNeese is located in Louisiana, and pulled out a series opening 6-1 victory. Certainly made me think of one way this that series could have gone, but things were different. We'll get to that. BYU took the series and doubleheader opener at home in a 4-0 win over Loyola Marymount. In Game 2, Loyola Marymount evened the series and forced a rubber match, winning the game 8-4, and the rubber match would be on Saturday, which I will get to here shortly. Ole Miss took the series opener at Kentucky with a 7-6 win. Western Kentucky gets a resounding huge W at UAB, 7-6 to open their series. Arkansas opened their series at home against Auburn with a 7-4 victory. Jessica Mullins' 10 strikeouts weren't enough as Texas State falls at Louisiana Monroe or ULM 5-4 in their series opener. LSU scored two in the seventh to take the series opener at Texas A&M in a 2-1 win. Mississippi State rolls to a series opening 9-2 victory at home against Missouri. Louisiana took the series opener at home 7-1 against Troy. Cal 
erased an early five to nothing deficit to earn the series opening seven to five eight inning win at Utah. Arizona State rolls to a 9-3 victory at Oregon to open their series. Megan Framos' 11 strikeouts led UCLA to a series opening 3-1 8-inning win at Stanford. Maggie Balance, 10 strikeouts led San Diego State to opening 2-0 win at UNLV. And Oregon State got the series opening win at home against Arizona in a 4-1 victory. <clears throat> so let's move on to Saturday's action. Duke got a series and doubleheader opening 8-5 win at UVA. Then later that day, Duke rolled to the series victory in Charlottesville with a 6-1 win in Game 2. Charlotte scored eight runs in the fourth inning to even the series with Southern Miss in a 9-1 five-inning victory. Aliyah Logaleo's three-run homer in the seventh saved Clemson from a really bad loss at Pitt in a 6-5 victory. And because I don't have Sunday's game on here, Clemson went on to sweep the series at Pitt. Just a little note there for you. McNeese even the series at home with Southeastern Louisiana in a 4-1 victory, a 4-0 victory in Game 1 of a doubleheader. Later that day, McNeese rallied to win the series at home with a 9-3 win in Game 2, thus proving that McNeese State is the best team in the Southland Conference right now, which is why they are on top of that, and we will go through this again in the conference standings. Gracie Osborne's two homers, five RBIs led Murray State to a series and doubleheader opening win at Belmont in a 10-1 six-inning victory. Later that day, Belmont evened the series with a 12-5 win in Game 2, thus forcing a rubber match on Sunday. Western Kentucky rolled to a series win at UAB with a 10-1 six-inning victory. Virginia Tech scored 10 runs in the 7th inning to firmly dispatch Florida State on the road and stay undefeated in the ACC with a 23-9 victory. In this mind, this firmly stamps Virginia Tech as a team that will be hosting Super Regionals this year. The only thing is, the, my only question is, are they going to have what it did the medal it takes to get to the women's college world series in oklahoma city right now i'd have to say absolutely they're the second best team in the country right now for me um they're better than alabama they're better than ucla um but ultimately you're gonna have to go against the gauntlet that is oklahoma and i just don't i uh, I just see Oklahoma as my national champion. That's just how I see it right now. I don't think anything can really make me say otherwise, but we'll, we'll get to predictions once the bracket is released, and I'll get to that all that good stuff. But Iowa State pulled the upset to open their series at home with Oklahoma State in a 3-1 victory with another game later. 
Game 2, Oklahoma State even that series with a 5-3 victory. Audrey LeClaire walked it off to give Michigan the series win at home against Penn State in a 2-1 victory. A sack fly in the 6th lifts Arkansas to the home series win over Auburn in a 4-3 victory. Tennessee evens the series on the road at Georgia in an 11-5 win. An error in the 5th gives Loyola Marymount the series at BYU in a 1-0 victory. I was honestly shocked to see this. I thought BYU was going to win that series, given the fact that they got it at home to open the West Coast Conference slate. Um, but I was dead wrong. So kudos to Loyola Marymount for pulling out the series victory. Um, and that has them tied atop the west coast conference right now and could very easily get them since they don't play a conference tournament in the west coast conference they could very easily wind up as the regular season champion thus going on to the ncaa tournament we have to let other series play out but it's too early to tell the entire conference is two and one or one and two i mean there's only six teams but it's too early to tell. We'll get to that. Um, Paige Cook's homer lift Miss, uh, Mississippi State to a home series win over Missouri in a 2 to nothing victory. Louisiana rolls to a series win at home against Troy in a 7-1 win. Emily Kirby's 11 strikeouts lifted Liberty to a 3-2 victory over Kennesaw State at home. South Florida gets a home series win over Wichita State with a 5-3 victory. George Johnson's 12 strikeouts lifted Central Arkansas to the 3-0 win over Bellarmine at home. Emily Young walked it off to even the series against UCLA in Stanford's 1-0 win, forcing a rubber match on Sunday. UConn took the series at home with a 7-3 win over Creighton. Montana Fouts' 11 strikeouts lifted Alabama to the series opening 8-3 win at Florida, thus continuing Florida's woes at home. Utah responded to even the series at home against Cal in an 8-2 victory. UNLV holds off San Diego State to even the series at home in an 8-7 win. Noel Hees... Two doubles, Homer, and five RBIs led San Diego to a 10-2 five-inning win over St. Mary's at home. Mariah Mazone's 11 strikeouts lifted Oregon State to a home series victory over Arizona in a 3-1 win. And lastly, on Saturday, Arizona State scored two, eight runs in the final two innings to get the series win at Oregon with a 9-4 victory. Moving on to Sunday's action. Kentucky evened the home series with Ole Miss in a 6-2 win in the first game of a doubleheader. In Game 2, Kentucky rallied to win the series in an 8-2 win in Game 2. Not really that much of a shocker. Kentucky was at home. They're better than Ole Miss. It made sense. UConn rolled to the home series sweep in a 13-5 five-inning thrashing of Creighton. 
Northwestern held off a late rally by Ohio State to get the series win on the road in a 9-8 win in Game 1 of a doubleheader. Later that day, Northwestern got the sweep on the road with a 7-1 win in Game 2. This tells me that Ohio State, even though they were at home, they weren't ready for this series and the talent that they were facing going against Danielle Williams, um, Jordan Rudd, and the rest of the Northwestern team. They weren't ready for a top 10 team to come into their house, and they laid an egg, to be honest. But Ohio State is still a good team. I don't know what they're resume looks like for the committee right now, but being that Ohio State is sort of middle of the road in the Big Ten right now. But anyway, Southern Miss took the series at Charlotte thanks to a 5-4 win on Sunday. Based on how Charlotte has played the last couple weeks, this isn't exactly a shocking result. Um, so, kudos to the Golden Eagles for getting the job done on the road. Zoe Jones' homer in the sixth kept Wichita State from the sweep at South Florida in a 2-1 to victory. And this is what I thought. I figured Wichita State could steal a game in Tampa against South Florida. And that's exactly what they did. So, it worked out pretty much the same as I expected. Uh, Sydney Sherrill's three-run double in the sixth helps Florida State avoid the sweep at home against Virginia Tech in an 8-6 to victory. Again, even though Virginia Tech didn't sweep Florida State on the road, uh, major props to the Hokies. They are a very great team, and they will certainly contend to get to OKC and win it all. Uh, Duke cruises to the sweep at Virginia in a 10-2 six-inning win. Again, no surprise. Virginia finally starting to play top competition in the ACC. is starting to slip now. So, and it doesn't get any easier for Virginia because Virginia got to go to Virginia or Virginia Tech and Virginia are playing in the Commonwealth Clash this weekend. So, it doesn't get any easier for Virginia. So. Alex Duraco's 17 strikeouts weren't enough as Cassie Lindmark's homer in the 7th helped Penn State avoid the sweep at Michigan in a 3-2 victory. So good for Penn State. Um, Michigan is still very low in the Big Ten, which we'll get to in the conference standings portion. Uh, but Louisiana rolls to a sweep at home against Troy in a 10-0 six-inning victory. I thought Troy would play them better, but... Louisiana might have finally figured some things out. So, Jordy Ball and Nicole May combined for a no-hitter in Oklahoma's 21-0 five-inning win at Texas Tech. Kelly Maxwell's 13 strikeouts led Oklahoma State to an 11-1 six-inning win over at Iowa State to win the series. Uh, Sierra Frazier's homer six R uh, RBIs saved UAB from a sweep at home against Western Kentucky in a 9-7 victory. Arizona avoids the sweep in Corvallis with a 9-1 five-inning win at Oregon State. 
Taylor Ellsworth's two homers, six RBIs led Arkansas to the sweep of Auburn in a 17-4 five-inning victory. I thought Auburn would play better, but, you know, Arkansas is a very powerful team. Arkansas is on top of the SEC, which, again, I will get to here very shortly. Uh, Murray State won the series at Belmont with a 7-2 victory, thus getting the the leg up in the race for the Ohio Valley regular season title. Georgia rolls to the series win over Tennessee in a 12-4 five-inning win at home. Again, Georgia had the home field advantage, so they took advantage of it and won the series, so no shocker. Missouri salvaged the series at Mississippi State by scoring three in the eighth inning of an 8-5 to victory. Again, Missouri, I've been down on them this year, and I'm continuing to say that. I don't think, I think their lineup could should easily have won at Mississippi State, but kudos to Mississippi State. They've been playing like a team that deserves to actually be in the top 25 which is why they're on the verge of it in the USA Softball and NFCA polls. So, uh, Utah rallies to take the home series with Cal in a 6-4 victory. Again, home field advantage working out in their favor for that series. Peyton Gottschall throws a 9-strikeout no-hitter in Bowling Green's 4-0 win over Buffalo at home. Alana Vauder shuts down UCLA to give Stanford the series win at home in a 1-0 victory. Just for reference, Stanford hadn't beaten UCLA in a series since 2003. So it had been 19 years since they'd taken a series from UCLA. Huge, huge for Stanford. Stanford is a very good team that not a lot of people are going to talk about because they're in the Pac-12. They play out west. You're not going to see a lot of their games because they'll play late at night for the majority of their games or whatnot. But Stanford is the one to keep an eye on and could be very dangerous if Alana Valter is facing them in the NCAA tournament. Charisma Bergenson's three homers, five RBIs, led San Jose State to a 13-5 victory at Nevada. April Visser's two homers, five RBIs, weren't enough as San Diego State took the series at UNLV with a 7-6, 11-inning win. So San Diego State took control of the Mountain West regular season title with that series win. They still have another huge series coming up this weekend, which I will get to shortly. Uh, but Arizona State got the sweep at Oregon, thanks to an 8-6 victory. O Oregon's been kind of just gliding through the season, in my opinion, but Arizona State really uh, came into town, rolled into Eugene, and really just knocked them out, and it was crazy, but I was glad to have witnessed it. Uh, but Bailey Dowling's homer in the ninth inning lifts Bama to the series win at Florida in a 2-1 victory. Florida held off Alabama late to avoid the home sweep in the 12-7 win on Mike Up Monday on the SEC Network. Uh, 
So at least Florida was able to end a three-game losing streak at home from Florida State on the midweek and Alabama in the first two games. Um, so there's that. Uh, James, uh, yesterday, to, yesterday, excuse me, Tuesday, Jameson Cavill's three homers, five RBIs, led Duke to the game one, 24-2, five-inning route at James Madison. Then Duke rolls to a 10-1, six-inning win in game two. I was hoping James Madison would play Duke better, but they're 16-20 and 20 on the season, so I, I've pretty much lost faith in this season, and I'm just looking forward to moving to the Sun Belt and seeing what challenges those bring. Certainly a season that anyone who who was infatuated with JMU during their run last year hates to see this but that's what happens when all you all the, you lose a huge chunk of your teams um, as seniors so as to what the future holds for them I'm not entirely sure but we will see Duke very great team though very great program right now uh, but Molina Livingston's Grand Slam lifted Michigan past Central Michigan 5-1 at home. Emma Lemley's 10 strikeouts helped Virginia Tech roll to an 8-2, 8-1 victory at Liberty. Excuse me. Stephanie Schoonover's, and uh, forgive me if I'm pronouncing that wrong, I do not know the pronunciation. Uh, through a no-hitter, plus Aaron Koffel's homer and five RBIs led to Kentucky's 9-0 five-inning win at Louisville. And lastly, Cal Baptist scores four in the sixth to pick up a solid 7-5 win at home over Cal State Fullerton. So that's the recap of Week 9. Let's move on to the conference standings. Starting with McNeese on top of the Southland Conference at 8-1. Liberty's on top of the Atlantic Sun at 12-0 with North Florida right behind them in second at 9-4, I believe is what I saw, if I remember that correctly. Uh, South Alabama's on top of the Sun Belt. Louisiana's hot on their trail in second. App State is in third. Troy is in fourth. Um... So we got two huge series in the Sun Belt this weekend, which we'll get to here shortly. Arkansas is on top of the SEC again this season. Bama comes in at second. Kentucky's third. Georgia and Mississippi State are tied for fourth. Tennessee's sixth. Florida is seventh. Auburn's eighth. Ole Miss ninth. LSU tenth. Missouri, Texas A&M, and uh, South Carolina. George Washington on top of the Atlantic 10. No surprise there. Virginia Tech's on top of the ACC at 11-1. Duke's right behind them in second. Notre Dame is third. Florida State is fourth. Clemson's fifth. And Virginia has fallen from second to sixth now. So, UMass Lowell's on top of the America East Conference with UMBC coming in right behind them in second. Weber State's on top of the Big Sky. No real surprise there at 6-0. USC Upstate's on top of the Big South. Longwood is ready to pounce if USC Upstate um, falters at any point. 
Um, I believe they're a game behind USC Upstate right now as it stands. Nebraska, surprisingly, is still unbeaten in the Big Ten, and they are on top of it. Northwestern's right behind them in second. Michigan is tied for ninth in the Big Ten. Crazy stuff. I wouldn't believe it if I didn't look at the standings and see that they were four and five in the Big Ten right now. It's really crazy stuff. North Texas on top of Conference USA. Western Kentucky's right behind them in second. UAB comes in at third. Oakland's on top of the Horizon League. Northern Iowa's on top of the Missouri Valley. Murray State's on top of the Ohio Valley. UNCG is on top of the Southern Conference. South Dakota State's on top of the Summit League. Grand Canyon and Stephen F. Austin are tied atop the WAC. Central Florida is leading the American right now with Wichita State in third. South Florida's fourth. Surprisingly, Houston is in second right now. UConn is on top of the Big East. No shocker there. They're kind of dominating it right now. Uh, Oklahoma and Texas are tied unbeaten in the Big 12 with Oklahoma State third at 8-1. Miami of Ohio is on top of the back at 12-5. St. Francis is on top of the Northeast Conference. Lehigh and Boston University are both undefeated in the Patriot League. Lehigh is 7-0. Boston University is 6-0. Harvard is on top of the Ivy League at 9-4. Cal State Fullerton is on top of the Big West with Long Beach State right behind them in second. San Diego State's on top of the Mountain West. Boise State and UNLV are tied for third. Arizona State's on top of the Pac-12. With UCLA second, Oregon State third, Stanford fourth, Utah fifth, Oak, uh, Oregon and Cal tied for sixth, Washington's eighth, and Arizona brings up the rear in the Pac-12. And lastly, Loyola Marymount is tied for first in the West Coast Conference, as I mentioned earlier, and BYU is tied for fourth since they're are three teams at two and one and three at one and two. So that's how that stands. Moving on to RPI rankings. UMBC 151, Southeast Louisiana 84, Troy 77, North Florida 73, South Alabama 69, San Diego State 67, UNLV 64, Cal State Fulton 63, USC Upstate 61, Weber State 58, UNCG 54, Boise State 53, Loyola Marymount 52, North Texas 51, BYU 50, Boston University 49, uh, Sandy, uh, South Dakota State excuse me, 45, South Florida 43, Liberty 42, Western Kentucky 40, Louisiana 38, Arizona 37, Nebraska 32, Charlotte 31, Stanford 28, Oregon State 27, Michigan 24, Ohio State 23, Washington 20, Notre Dame 19, Georgia 18, Kentucky 17, Oregon 16, Texas 15, Clemson 14, Central Florida 13, Arkansas 12, Arizona State 11, Tennessee 10, Oklahoma State 9, Florida 8, uh, D2 
Duke 7, Northwestern 6, UCLA 5, Florida State 4, Virginia Tech 3, Alabama 2, Oklahoma obviously number 1. Let's go ahead and look at the Week 10 schedule. Now, I had, there were two games that I was highlighting for Wednesday, today, or tonight. Uh, Northwestern was supposed to play a doubleheader at Illinois that has been postponed due to weather, so that is off. Tuesday, next Tuesday, you got Utah at Weber State, huge battle in Utah. Louisiana and Illinois for a doubleheader is very intriguing as both are receiving votes. LSU and McNeese, can McNeese State pull off another win against an in-state rival like they did against Louisiana this past week? And Cal State Fullerton at Loyola Marymount is a very good mid-major matchup that you should very be very interested in knowing and watching. But let's move on to the series of the weeks. Boise State at San Diego State for three games is a huge series in the Mountain West. And San Diego State could essentially lock up the Mountain West regular season title this if they take this series. Louisiana at South Alabama for three games. That is huge for the top of the Sun Belt regular season title. Mississippi State at Alabama for three games. Do I think Mississippi State can take a game from Alabama? No, I think the Roadhouse is going to be packed and Alabama sweeps Mississippi. Mississippi State, in my opinion. Georgia at Missouri for three games. I'm going to take Georgia 2-1. to one. Oregon State at Washington for three games. I'm going to take Washington 2-1. to one. I, I don't think Washington can stay... At the bottom of the Pac-12, I just don't see it. They're too talented for that. Utah at Arizona State for three games. I will say Arizona State sweep. Oregon at Arizona for three games is a very intriguing series. Both teams are kind of downward right now. Um... I'll go Oregon 2-1. to one. Notre Dame at Clemson three-game series is huge in the ACC. Um, Clemson being at home gives them the advantage for me, so I'm going to take Clemson 2-1. to one. Stanford at Cal for three games. I like Stanford in this series. And maybe they can climb further in the Pac-12 standings. I don't know. Michigan at Maryland for three games is actually an intriguing one. Can Michigan get above 500 in the Big Ten? And Maryland is sitting currently in the top four of the Big Ten, so I'm very intrigued to see how this series plays out. Oklahoma at Texas has to be one of, if not the series of the weekend for three games. Every game will be on Longhorn Network, so if you have that in your TV package, tune into those games. K 
Kentucky at Arkansas for three games could be another candidate, um, but I'm going to take Arkansas 2-1. to one. And lastly, App State at Troy for three games. So one versus two in the Sun Belt, three versus four. It's going to be a very interesting weekend in the Sun Belt, and I'm very much looking forward to it. But let's move on to the individual stat leaders, starting with Jocelyn Allo leading the nation in batting average at .528, and Texas A&M's Haley Lee is fourth with a 4.481. Hope Troutline of Oklahoma leads the nation in ERA with a .12, which is so incredibly small. It's crazy. South Florida's Georgina Cork comes in at third with a .5. Mariah May's zone of Oregon State, fourth, .65. And UMBC's, Copper, uh, UMBC's Courtney Coppersmith is fifth with a .65 as well. Courtney Coppersmith still leads the nation in strikeouts per seven innings with 15. Kelly Maxwell of Oklahoma State is second at 12.5. Emma Lemley of Virginia Tech, third at 12.5. UMBC's Kaya Matter, fourth, 12.3. And Hope Troutwine comes in at fifth, 12.2. Georgina Cork obviously leads the nation in wins with 26. USC Upstate's Hannah Houge is second with 23. Florida State's Catherine Sandercock is third with 20. And Auburn's Maddie Penta is tied for fourth with 18. Jocelyn also leads the nation in slugging percentage with a 1.36. Her teammate Grace Lyons, second, 1.072. Bailey Klingler of Washington, third, 1.057. And Mississippi State's Mia Davidson, fifth, 0.97. Dustin Hall also leads the nation in on-base percentage with a .679. Her teammate Jada Coleman comes in at third, .613. Texas A&M Haley Lee, fourth, .604. And Arizona State's Yanira Acuna, fifth, .595. Christina Burkhart of Michigan, second in the nation in, with 16 doubles. North Carolina's Sarah Jubis, Georgia Tech's Emma Koff, and Samford's M.K. Tedder are all tied for third with 15. Ole Miss's Tate Whitley is tied for the nation's lead in hits with 59. Oregon State's Kiki Escobar tied for fourth with 58. Dawson Hall leads the nation in home runs with 21. Addison Barnard of Wichita State second with 18. Nebraska's Billy Andrews, Bailey Klingler, and Grace Lyons are all tied for third with 17. Central Florida's Jada Cody still on top of the nation in RBIs with 56. Bailey Klingler third, 51. And Justin Hall and Tiari Jennings are tied for fifth with 49. Arizona State's Mercer Schultz still leads the nation in strikeout-to-walk ratio with a 20.25. Georgina Cork second, 15.15. And Utah's Sydney Sandez is fifth with a 9.78. Lastly, Georgina Cork leads the nation in strikeouts with 303. Alex Duraco second, 217 for Michigan. Marshall's Sydney Nestor third, 213. Bowling Green's Peyton Godshaw, 4th, 208, and Virginia Tech's Keely Richard, 5th, 205. Let's move on to these team stats last. 
Oklahoma leads the nation in batting average, .392. Louisiana second, .361. Georgia third, .341. Kentucky fourth, .338. And Arizona State fifth, .337. Oklahoma leads the nation in ERA with .6. UCLA second, 1.15. USC Upstate third, 1.25. North Florida fourth, 1.47. And Oregon State, 5th, uh, 1.48. Florida State leads the nation in fielding percentage, 0.982. <coughs> Florida 2nd, 0.982. Boise State, 4th, 0.981. And Oklahoma State, 5th, 0.981. Oklahoma leads the nation in homers per game with 2.78. Wichita State, 2nd, 2.06. UNCG 3rd, 2.03, Miami of Ohio 4th at 2, and Arizona State 5th, 1.94. Oklahoma leads the nation in scoring or runs per game with 9.83, Arkansas 2nd, 7.69, Georgia 3rd, 7.46, Wichita State 4th, 7.35, and Duke is 5th with 7.35. Oregon State, um... Oklahoma leads the nation in slugging at .814, Arizona State second, .65, Georgia third, .633, Duke is fourth, .624, and Wichita State fifth, .621. UCLA leads the nation in strikeout to walk ratio at 7.4, San Diego State second, 6.33, USC Upstate third, 5.73, Oklahoma 4th, 5.64, and Oregon State 5th, 5.62. Lastly, Florida State leads the nation in walks with 186. Oklahoma 2nd, 182. Georgia Tech 3rd, 181. Central Florida 4th, 177. And Texas A&M 5th, 168. So that's all I have for you this week as we move into the home stretch. Selection Sunday is roughly a month from now. Um, so enjoy as much softball as you can this weekend. Watch as many games as you can. Starting, uh, We're going to have Thursday throwdowns on ESPN starting tomorrow. Plenty of softball to watch. No reason you can't keep up or watch, throw up a few games. Um, hope everyone has a safe, healthy, and enjoyable Easter weekend. So, enjoy the softball. Happy Easter, everybody. We'll talk to you next week from the Around the Bases podcast. I'm your host, Tyler. Happy Easter. We'll see you next week, everybody. Have a good one.